You're listening to Scattered by Anchored Baptist Church, where we are working to reflect the diversity of Hermanus as we gather to hear good news and as we scatter to share it. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. <laughs> this is rich, right? We've, we've, we've been through this before. Uh, they should have gotten all their doubts out of the way, shouldn't have they? But no, still, some doubted. Kind of. I mean, let's be honest. He directed them to go up to this mountain on this day and at this time to show them something. And by faith, they went. And yet also, in the faith, they doubted. All of what has happened is still far too unbelievable. Just before this in chapter 28, we read about the resurrection of Jesus. We read about Him being raised up to life again after death. We read about Him defeating death, putting it in the grave, which is a beautiful promise that we have, which right now is a beautiful promise that we need. And whether we think about it all the time or not, it's a promise that we need all of the time. And also, just before this, we, we read about how... Uh, I hate to, Man, every time I say it, it comes out negative. I'm sorry. But the government. No, no, the government has gotten involved. The Romans and the Jews, and they're trying to think up of a scheme because Jesus' body has gone missing. And they have thought up of a scheme... And Matthew tells us that that scheme was to say that, nah, his disciples, they came and stole the body in the night. That's why the body's not there. To which Matthew tells us, and that story continues to this day. And to that we can say yes and amen, it does continue to this day. But the disciples go up to that mountain after the resurrection, after the promise of defeat of death and the promise to new life that all... Uh, to all who would believe in Jesus, the proof is there for them, and yet they're doubting. And Jesus doesn't meet them up there to uh, comfort them in their doubts. He comes with something much bigger, much grander, much better than that. Something that's going to take them to all different places in the world, or the known world at that time. Here's our big idea for this morning. As you go, make disciples without hesitation. Jesus goes with you. As you go, make disciples without hesitation. Jesus goes with you. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Let's rewind that. All authority. How much of it? All of it. In Scripture, when we see the word all, what does it mean? All. It just means all. (laughs) All of the authority is now Jesus's. The Apostle Paul tells us this, right? Um, That every knee should bow, whether whether in heaven or on earth. All the authority is placed on Jesus. All of the honor and glory is placed on Him. John, in Revelation, is going to tell us that Jesus, in fact, is given a name that no one else knows. What's that name? 
you don't know it. Okay? <laughs> this is how much authority, authority is placed upon Jesus. So all of it. Everything that would come down from heaven and everything that is covering the earth, all of that authority is given to him. What is he going to do with it now? Is he going to, like Peter asked him to before, is now the time where we set up your kingdom? No. Something much stranger than that. Because all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Hold on, Jesus. You're telling me that you went through death, you're standing here with us now, and you're still not setting up your kingdom? What in the world is going on? Jesus says, disciples, I want you to go out and I want you to make more disciples. Now, you've probably heard this passage preached a, a million times. I don't know, maybe not a million. Uh, Graham, what's your age again? I'm joking. No, you haven't heard it preached a million times. <laughs> you haven't heard it preached a million times. Uh, but and, and so maybe this is all just old hat for you. Maybe it's new hat for some of you. Here's, here's what we see. Here's what we know. Oftentimes, this has been preached as go is the command. Go is not the command here. In fact, you might be tempted to hear everything that Jesus is saying and say, okay, so if go is not the command, make disciples. That's the command. Or baptize them. That's the command. Or uh, teach them. That's the command. Or get them to obey. That's the command. And here, here's the deal, church. We're talking about essentials now. None of this is the command. Alright? I might be overstating my point here. None of this is the command. Let's walk through it and find out. Alright? Go. Very simply, we could translate it better, actually, as to say, as you go. Right? Jesus is quite literally saying to his disciples, hey, from this mountaintop, you're sent out from here. Now, this is very ambiguous, actually. And it's, it's, it's actually uh, something that they're not going to have a whole lot of clarity on until we could turn over to Acts. And in Acts chapter 1, we have a, another accounting of of this right here. This is Luke writing to his friend Theophilus. He says, In the first book, that's Luke, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them 40 days and speaking about the kingdom. Um, and while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And so he sends them out, but also he says, not yet. I want you to wait for the Holy Spirit. Later on, he's going to say here in verse 7 and down, he's going to say, all authority has been given to me. <laughs> and once you receive the Holy Spirit, you're going to go out to Jerusalem and to Judea and to Samaria and to the end of the earth. All 
right? So they're sent out, but kind of. He's saying, as you go, I want you to make disciples. And now you might be tempted to go out and see your fellow Jewish brothers and sisters and say, that is the pool that I'm fishing in, okay? That's the only place where I'm fishing. But Jesus is saying, of all nations. Right now, Jesus is not saying, okay, Andrew, I want you to go up to like Eastern Europe, okay? Which by historical accounts is exactly what Andrew does. But that's not the point. Jesus doesn't say, I need you to go up to Eastern Europe to like, you know, modern day Czechoslovakia area. And I need, no, he doesn't say any of that. He doesn't send them out literally to all nations right now. He says, I want you to go and I want you to make disciples of all nations. Anyone that is standing in your path, do not be afraid to make that person a disciple of Jesus Christ. All right. How are they going to do that? Well, they're going to do that. We're going to see with the help of Jesus, but also they're going to do that with Jesus's word, right? And every word about Christ, they're going to go out with God's word, preaching the good news to people. All right. Now go therefore, or as you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. In a certain way here, we could say, make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, this doesn't mean that we just go throwing water on everyone, okay? And saying, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. No, the water itself is not going to be what's making them a disciple, right? It's the word and the water. This is what we confess both in our church's statement of faith and in the catechism. It's actually the water united with the word of God. How do we get people to that place where we are baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Well, we are teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. All right. So now this word command comes into play. So baptize, is that the command? No, not exactly. In fact, guys, what are we talking about here? We are talking about good news. Gospel, right? We're talking about gospel. Therefore, you know what we're not talking about? Law. We're not talking about law right now. If you're hearing this passage and you're thinking to yourself, well, I've never really felt the call to be a missionary. That's okay. All right? Uh, you're not actually called all of us are not all called to be a missionary. Tim, I'm going to leave you out of this conversation for a minute, all right? <laughs> we're, we're not necessarily all called to be missionaries. But do you know what you do do each and every day? You go. And you know who has saved you from sin, death, and the devil? Jesus has. And all authority has been given to Him. You know what Jesus gave you? He gave you good news. And he's saying that as you go, I want you to go out and I want you to share that good news with people. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Charlene is outside right now. I just realized that she sent me a message this week that I never responded to. And so 
I'm going to apologize right now, David. <laughs> uh, because this year, uh, on Easter Sunday, as long as the weather's not too bad, the tide chart says that the tides are just right, and we're going to be having a baptism service on Easter Sunday this year. All right. So if you are someone that would like to be baptized, needs to be baptized, then this is your advertisement for the baptism service. All right. I know I've got one, two, maybe three people that are interested in being baptized already. And so we're shooting for Easter Sunday down at Sandby Beach before the 10 o'clock service. We're going to have a baptism service. Will the water be cold? Yes, it will be. Okay. Um, but you will be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, which is exactly what Jesus is encouraging us to do right here. Now, is this a command? No. You know who does this? Disciples do this. Once you have received the good news about who Jesus is for you, and you understand that you've been forgiven of your sins, you're also to receive baptism, which is a good gift from God. It's a good gift that He uses in your life to grow you, to mature you, and to give you um, an ongoing assurance that you are a child that is born of Him, that is a part of His family, that has been adopted and brought in. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. If you have an older translation or a different translation, it may say here, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. Um, and command here, not a bad word to use. But I actually need you to, to take your blinders off right now, okay? I need you to open up those blinders. And I need you to see this word command for what it is that we're talking about. Um, this is every word that comes from the lips of God. Okay? This is every word that comes from His mouth. Jesus is saying, not, yeah, not just um, Matthew chapter 5, where I taught, taught you uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount and what was good and what was bad. No, no, no. Not just the things that are literal commands here, but every word that I have taught you I want you to observe it, my translation says. Your translation may say obey. You can take out obey, okay? <laughs> don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you're allowed to go out and start breaking all of God's law. Uh, what does this word obey here mean? What does observe mean? If we were to take this in the most literal sense, it would sound something like this. I want you to cling tightly onto, I want you to hold fast to every single word that I have given to you. Every single thing that has come from my mouth, I want you to hold on to it and not let go of it. This is both, yes, law or command and also promise or gospel. Jesus is saying all of it don't lose a single bit of it. And in fact, um, much more so, this observe here 
is saying that as you go out, as you're going about your business, you're making disciples. I don't want you to lose any part of what I've taught you. So that if you go out and you're only giving people the promise that they have life forever with God, and yet you're not calling them uh, to understand that they are a sinner, a sinner who needs to be saved, you have missed a piece of what Jesus has given to you. Or if like the Judaizers in Paul's day, you go out and just start reapplying the law everywhere and saying, this is what Jesus would want you to do, then you have missed it. And Jesus is encouraging us to not lose anything that he has taught us. Hold on to all of it tightly. And as you hand it on, disciple to disciple, make sure that everyone is holding on to it tightly and that they're not letting go of any bit of it. All right. We read in Genesis this morning. We read in Isaiah this morning. We've read several places this morning uh, about the goodness of of being fruitful and multiplying. Right? Jesus is encouraging His disciples to go out from here to be fruitful and to multiply. This is the Genesis command, if you want to say it like that. See, and see I just said it again. Command. What is this word? Um... You know, this being sent out by Jesus is also a promise to you. How do we know that this is a promise? Because at the very end, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus isn't saying here, um, and you know what? I have great faith that you will be able to obey every command that I have given you because I am with you always to the end of the age. No, no, no. This good news that you freely received, I'm now sending you out. I'm freeing you both from uh, the, frankly, the old ways of religion. And I'm freeing you from sticking around uh, Jerusalem. And I'm freeing you from sticking around Judea. And I'm, I'm sending you out as free people saved by Jesus to go out and give that same freedom to others. And as you do that, as you make disciples and they're baptized and as you teach them and they grow in the faith, know this, that I am with you always, even until the end of the age. That same beautiful promise that was given to Adam and Eve in the garden and to everything else in the garden. Be fruitful and multiply. That's a good gift given from God. Do it. Now you could look at that and say, oh, well, I'm a piece of fruit. I guess I could drop my seeds on the ground. No, that's not what a piece of fruit does. Right? Remember this now. What, what did God do with the fruit and the vegetables and Adam and Eve and all the animals in the garden? He said, I have created you to do something. Now, I free you to go out and do that thing. Fruit. 
I created you with seeds inside of you so that one day you would fall off the tree and your seeds would scatter and more fruit would grow. That's how I intended you to be. And now I want you to go out and do it. Adam and Eve, I made you to care for one another and love one another and be intimate with one another. And now I'm setting you free to do that. Be fruitful and multiply. Jesus is saying to his disciples here, I have set you free to do the very thing that I have given you new life in order for you to do it. Go out, be fruitful and multiply, and I am with you even until the very end of it all. Here in this great commission, uh, we don't simply have a command. Uh, We actually have a really good promise from Jesus. In that good promise, we have this. Christian, I made you a disciple so that you would make other disciples. Now you're free to do it, but you're not alone in doing it. I'm with you. And so with that said, Anchored Baptist Church, that is what God has created our church to be doing. You don't have to go out to the far reaches of the ends of the earth to do it. Although you're free to if you want to. Okay. You don't even have to uh, go uh, to Namibia. (laughs) You don't even have to go to a different province. You don't have to go to a different city. You're right here, right now. And Jesus is telling you, as you go, I want you to make disciples. As you make disciples, one of the ways that you're going to mark those people off is by doing the, them receiving the very thing that they should be doing, and that is being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But you don't just leave them there. You continue to teach them, and you help them to learn how to hold on to every good word that God has given to us in Jesus. Don't you worry. Because Jesus is going to be right there with you, even until the very end. As you go, make disciples without hesitation. Jesus goes with you. Until next time, know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you all.